So I hope you good, good black people are getting well acquainted with your superpowers. Mm-hmm. You know, walking through barriers, zapping haters, dismantling oppression via telekinesis, straight up running towards liberation with lightning speed. Good morning, good day, good evening, my beautiful children of the sun. It's Amari Freeman here and welcome to No Cream, No Sugar, where we like all things like we like our coffee. Sippers and sippets, I wasn't going to do an episode this week because Krima has me and Chuckalisa awfully busy, to be honest. But since I was on CP time with last week's episode, go listen if you haven't already. In fact, click that subscribe button at the top and that heart shape button at the bottom. Thank you. And this week's episode is a bit late as well. Judge me, you will not. I felt it necessary to give you all one more episode to cap off 2020. We're going to keep this one simple and cute, though, because 2020 was everything but that. <laughs> Public service announcement. No Cream, No Sugar will be taking a holiday break to enjoy Chuckalisa, the Freemans, and create good, good content and thanks for this good, good podcast. Sippers and Sippets will be back January 13th. It's okay. See the break as time to catch up on any episode you haven't heard yet. Follow Amari on social media, handle equals at Amari Sips, and join that Patreon at www.patreon.com slash no cream, no sugar to support the show. Speaking of the show, let's get into it. We're all well aware of how trash 2020 was, sippers and sippets. However, I believe there's beauty and petty in everything That includes 2020. So we're going to go over five of the more amazing things about this year and cap it off with some positivity for next year. Hey, Miss 2021, we see you, boo. Let go. But first, let's get into my situation over here. 2021 can't get here fast enough and I'm impatient. I need my champagne right now. So I hopped online and ordered some Black Girl Magic Sparkling Brute from the McBride Sisters. These sisters selected the finest grapes and harvested them early to maximize soft floral notes and flavors of crisp apples, golden pear, and citrus that are complemented by refined bubbles. That's fancy Negro talk for fresh, elegant, and sophisticated flavor. The McBride sisters are all about transforming the wine industry, leading by example, and cultivating community, one delicious glass of wine at a time. Go to www.mcbridesisters.com to shop their whole collection and read their full story. First and foremost, libations for George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Brandon Bernard, Richard Brooks, John Lewis, Kobe Bryant, Bill Withers, the real king of rock and roll, Little Richard, the many loved ones we've lost to COVID-19, the many loved ones we've lost to white violence, and the many loved ones we've lost just to the throes of life. With the exception of a few I've mentioned, 2020 took away our ability to properly venerate and uplift those we've lost into ancestral realm. So let this segment symbolize that upliftment. May they all rest in power. Okay, as I mentioned before, 2020's messy ass will not be missed. She was rude, unruly, disrespectful. However... The greatest lessons tend to come from the worst teachers. So 2020 had lessons for days. Let's get into a few. Okay, like five. Number one, 
Nature is not here for you, hoes. American scientists love to talk about how the damage humans are inflicting on Earth will take hundreds, thousands of years to fix on her own. In 2020, Mother Earth side-eyed the hell out of you arrogant-ass species that is Homo sapiens. You humans had to sit your asses down for two weeks and nature threw a block party to celebrate the occasion. Lions were chilling in the middle of the street in South Africa. Bambi and her folk were roaming free through the hoods of the South. LA's air quality was the best it had been in decades. Punjab could see the Himalayas. What? They ain't seen them damn mountains in about... 30 years with all that air pollution and coyotes were sightseeing on the Golden Gate Bridge. I can only imagine what the sea creatures were doing. Cities started to feel more acquiesced into nature. Personally, my backyard began to feel like a jungle, sippers and sippets. Snakes came out of nowhere. I've never seen them damn insects I started to see. Bambi would straight up chill out in my front yard and the owls legitimately scared me at night they sounded like howler monkeys i am <laughs> not exaggerating and my cat sweetness what? yes her name is sweetness <laughs> was getting her little life trying to hunt down all the many different birds that just started showing up in front of the house earth literally got quieter when humans sat their asses down seismologists the folks that measured the vibrations in the earth in london detected a 50 percent drop in the earth's vibrations during the capital of england's lockdown which means as the humans shut the hell up the rest of the animal kingdom could be heard more clearly which probably explains why i thought the owls sounded like howling <laughs> monkeys it truly Truly was a beautiful thing to witness, and what I hope it's shown us is that there is no division between humanity and nature, and the bridge between harming the earth and healing the earth is not nearly as far as some researchers are trying to make it seem. Mother Earth was just fine before us, Homo sapiens, and she will be just fine after you expeditiously. Number two, the diaspora hears us, Black people. One thing COVID gave the whole world that it had not had collectively ever maybe was time and the whole diaspora had time to show their true sentiments towards colonialism. My good, good black people. The diaspora was just as angry and confused as to how the OPPs still had time during a damn pandemic to murder black people. The diaspora in London fuck shit up. France, Germany, Amsterdam, New Zealanders performed the haka dance outside the U.S. Embassy. The motherland was dealing with their own issues of police violence, side-eyeing Nigeria, but they heard and stood with us. The diaspora grieved and protested with us Black people. It was the most beautiful shit I have seen in the year 2020. We live in an isolationist country, so we're conditioned to prioritize the individual in everything. Success, love, struggle, pain, trauma. So it's almost second nature to us Black people to not see outside of our suffrage and realize how racism, aka colonialism, affects all of the diaspora worldwide. I don't know if all will align in such a way that the diaspora has time again, but I sure fucking hope so, because black people often say that racism is everywhere with this hopeless cynic tone. I reject that glass half empty perspective and prefer to think of it as this. If racism is everywhere, then so is resistance. 
We are not alone in this black people and we should rail against the urge to feel so because much like nature, there is no division between us and the diaspora and the bridge between our suffrage and our freedom is not as far as the OPPs are trying to make it seem. We just have to walk that bridge together with our newly acquired superpowers. Number three, black resilience will forever be on 1000. Picture it. Terminus 2020. I awake from my slumber, go brush my teeth and wash my face because despite it being a Zoom meeting, I still need to feel like I've gotten ready to work and see the world. What felt like a normal morning quickly took a turn when I logged into the work computer and I saw the Zoom meeting had switched to a group phone meeting with Negroes from HR included in the call. As I'm sitting on the call, listening to some OPP or narcissistically insist that he knows what I'm going through. Like, really, bitch? You've been black and unemployed before? How did that work out for you? My ancestors came to me, muted the OPP or from my mental and started singing, young nigga, move that dough. Shut up, we ain't pay for that. I tell that story to say that nothing about the moment felt that my world had stopped. Yeah, later I was mad and I did my stages of unemployment, as I described in episode five. But in that moment, my black resilience had been activated and I was preparing to make moves in the spirit of my people. Black caucus, you never cease to amaze me. Nan COVID don't stop your show. Not only did you survive, many of you fucking thrived. We personified adaptation. Strippers got on OnlyFans. DJs turned social media into a dance party. Singers sang for the pure joy of the people. Black businesses pivoted to an online only operation expeditiously. All while protesting for our humanity. <laughs> we interrupt our regularly scheduled programming to get into a dab of petty. If you are one of the people out here trying to diminish King James's fourth ring because it was in the bubble, let me know. Give me your name. Give me your address so I can send you a T-shirt that says bitch ass hater in all bold caps. <laughs> Actually, don't do that. LeBron and company stayed locked away in a bubble at Disney World, my God, to play basketball for your entertainment for 90 some days. Isolated from their community because it's a whole ass Black Lives Matter movement going on outside the bubble here. Their families, friends, booty calls and side pieces unable to leave that bubble without facing fines and consequences. Can you imagine doing such a thing? Clearly you can't because you couldn't isolate for 14 days at your own damn house. Foolishness. Also, you can't have it both ways. You can't use the bubble to diminish LeBron and the Lakers' accomplishment while simultaneously using the bubble to excuse Kawhi and fall off peace joke job. <laughs> no, sir. No, ma'am. Go sit down with your hating self. And with that said, we've reached the conclusion of this episode's Dab of Petty. DJ, bring that beat back. Strippers got on OnlyFans. DJs turned social media into a dance party. Singers sang for the pure joy of the people. Black businesses pivoted to an online-only operation expeditiously, all while protesting for our humanity. You grew gardens, yes. built altars, created families, supported village, okay. learned new skills, took on new crafts, started that new business you've been talking about forever right in the now. middle of a damn pandemic. Y'all the shit. Woo. Give yourselves a hand. Yeah. 
I know the whole tip said we just got our superpowers a few days ago, but I truly believe we've had them all along, my good, good black people. Sippers and sippets. We just showboat nah. Out here straight flexing on our Wakanda forever type shit. Number four, humans are greater than technology. I think it's safe to say now that people understand how lame it was and is to be at a social event and be on your damn phone. All the damn people around you to interact with and you on Instagram. You can't replace human interaction. There's not enough technological advancements that will adequately replace giving someone a hug. No app can replace brunch with the girls. Zoom will not replace being out with your homies. I've talked more to the tribe this year in general than I ever have in like five, 10 years. And seeing their faces bi-weekly on the screen still does not replace our semi-annual cabin and beach trips DJs going live on Twitch will never replace a ring shout and OnlyFans will never, 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 never substitute making it rain on a stripper named Mercedes at the bank. Depression and loneliness is very much a real effect of COVID-19. If you are someone with family or multiple people in your household, please count that as a blessing it is. Yeah, they get on your last nerve, but you're not alone like so many people realize themselves to be during this time. So be thankful for Bay and the children and, and, and mask up and check up on your single friends and family. Make sure they know that even though they are in their homes by themselves, they are not alone. Your neighbor that lives alone, say hello to them when you see them checking the mail at the mailbox. Speaking of neighbors, that brings us to the final one. Number five, it's an interesting day in the motherfucking neighborhood. I hope you all have taken the time to people watch and observe your block during this time of isolation and quarantine. I know I have. Mr. Jenkins likes to walk up and down the block twice a day to get his exercise in. Miss Parker, she prefers walking up and down her driveway. She don't do the street like that. Devante, a few houses down, just graduated high school. I blew my horn when I drove by his little drive-by celebration. I've gotten a head count on how many OPPs over here trying to gentrify the neighborhood because prior to COVID, they had the benefit of doing all the extracurricular activities outside the hood. They got to hide. Not anymore, bitches. Now they have to run and walk their dog around the block <laughs> they wave i ignore them baby's kids love knocking on the door to see if they can cut my grass or rake my leaves for a little coin i would love to help them but the children be playing around with the idea of precision and i am sensitive about my grass so no the neighbors to my left they damn dogs bark all the fucking time i just want to make like an edible brownie and throw it over the fence so they can munch on that shit and mellow the fuck out and then my neighbors to the right they stay in foolishness and mayhem with baby daddy, baby mama, side piece-ness. I just go on my patio, pop some popcorn and watch the show. COVID-19 has given me and hopefully you all too, sippers and sippets, the free time to reacquaint myself with the happenings of my neighborhood. And it's a beautiful thing. I know working and taking care of household and self can get in the way of a lot, but we have to add being an active participant in our hood on our daily to-do list. We should know the people that share the neighborhood with us, sippers and sippets. That's how a block turns into a community. That's how a community turns into a culture. And it's culture that we fight to protect thereby protecting us, the people. 2020 was quite a year, my good, good black people, sippers and sippets, boys and girls, all the beautiful things in between, filled with darkness and drear and gloom, but also wonder and fight and resilience. So there's plenty of room for optimism. 
book of Black Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 21, says there's a blessing in every lesson and rainbows and sunshine after every storm. So look to your right and say, neighbor, neighbor. a new day is on the horizon. All right, now, let me pour me up some more of this Black Girl Magic Sparkling Brute. You go get you a pen, some paper, and your good shoes, sippers and sippets, because it's time to plot our route to the bag in 2021. 2021 is just a few days away, sippers and sippets. Hallelujah. It's time to plot that comeback, conjure up that come up. Let's start with our vision board. Get you some magazines, some scissors, some glue, posters and markers. Skim through those pages and whatever you find to be inspirational, cut it out and put it on the poster. Look for words and images that symbolize what you want to see from yourself in yourself moving forward. Don't worry about the aesthetics. The goal is manifestation, not ending up in the art gallery, unless that's what you're envisioning for yourself. If you're more of the business type, no worries. We'll get you started on your business model. First, create your hypotheses. Second, identify your consumer segments. Thirdly, let's write down our value propositions. Then we'll plot on making moves to test your hypotheses. Talk to people about your product without saying it's your product so you can get an honest opinion on what you're trying to sell. Then take back that feedback and adjust your plans accordingly. Now let's do some self-reflecting. Let's think about how bomb we are first. All the things we love about ourselves and give that a round of applause. Now let's look at some things we can improve upon. How's your communication going? What that accountability game look like? Are you standing up for yourself? Are you putting your good foot down, making your soul the winner? How are we contributing to the relationships around us? Could we be better friends, better lovers, better siblings, better parents, better children? Are we working towards balancing our mind, body, and spirit, aligning them chakras? Think about it. Write it down so you can perform the tried and true ritual on December 31st. That tried and true ritual being the burning ceremony because fire is a form of cleansing. A friend introduced me to this ritual in 2014. That year marked the beginning of my Saturn's return and Saturn came in with a bang, honey. But that's for another episode. I've been doing the ritual ever since. And since I love you so much, sippers and sippets, I'm going to share it with you because we got to let 2020 burn, honey. You're going to take two pieces of paper. On one piece of paper, write down all the things you want to leave behind. Any fears, any doubts, any people not serving your well-being, write it down. A job not worth your energy, write it down. A side piece acting up, write them down. Whatever it is that you see as a hindrance to becoming the best version of yourself, write it down. We're transitioning, sippers and sippets. We're shedding the current version of ourselves and manifesting a new one. So with the second piece of paper, write down all the things you wish to bring into the new year, your new self, balance, patience, communication, confidence, health, fitness, family, friends, hustle, the bag secured, new job, new house, new car, whatever it is that you wish to bring forth into the next version of yourself for the next year of your existence, write it down. And contrary to what I said in episode three, write this list in ink because we're manifesting. Now let's start our fire, preferably outside. But if you're not able to take the ashes outside once complete, because we don't want 2020 coming back in the door. You're going to take your list that has all the things that you want to stay in this year, say a little prayer, and then throw that bitch in the flames. 
Then you're going to take your 2021 list and keep it somewhere safe so you can return to it when you feel you've gone off track in manifesting your best self. Fire is a form of cleansing, rejuvenation, and 2020 certainly put us all through the fire, sippers and sippets, which makes 2021 our renaissance. So take this opportunity with our superpowers, my good, good black people, sippers and sippets, to name and claim 2021 as ours for the motherfucking taking. I wanted to keep this one short and sweet, sippers and sippets, because it's Krima, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, so we're out doing all the family tings, holiday tings. I and Chuckalisa, myself, letting the parentals get on my last nerve because generational gaps have them not understanding the concept of the computer as a means of work. Mama Freeman likes to use the computer to play her little casino games. And Papa Freeman looks at car YouTube videos all day. So Amari making websites and designing proposals and creating templates and making a podcast is not computing with them. (laughs) But I digress. So what have we learned today, sippers and sippets? There's a lot to disdain about 2020. The whole year can go to hell, but not without yanking the resiliency of Mother Nature, Black people, the diaspora, and the common decency of humanity from its jaws. And 2021 is a coming. A new day is on the horizon. So put your stiletto pumps on, your gator shoes on, because we're stepping into our blessings in style. One more time for the sippers and sippets in the back. No cream, no sugar. We'll be taking a holiday break too. And we will turn January 13th, 2021. I am super excited for this break so that I can focus on stepping this podcast up. Can't wait for you all to see and be a part of this journey, sippers and sippets. We are going to step up the production game, get ourselves a website, get some sponsors to pay for that shit. A generous sippet has already given me a little coin. And with that coin, Omari is building her COVID cautious interview section in her recording section of the basement. 2021 is our big leagues and it's our turn at bat, sippers and sippets. So have a very Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, a happy motherfucking Kwanzaa, and a happy new year. And that's a wrap for this week's episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Adamari Sips. Check out this episode's description to snatch the links to those fabulous Black-owned businesses that I mentioned in today's episode. And the Patreon has finally arrived, honey, because this ish ain't free. Please go to patreon.com slash no cream, no sugar to support the situation. So until next week, boys and girls, and all the beauty in between. And remember, by any means necessary, Omari out. <laughs>